How about some happy music for a killer episode? That's, that's, some, that's some fun Bobby Barry Manilow for you. <laughs> this is Good Movie Mo- This is Good Movie Monday, the weekly podcast dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings. Welcome to those of you who are new to the show. If it's your first time listening, I apologise. And for the regular listeners, happy Monday or happy whatever day of the week it is. My name's Glenn Cochran, and I'll be the wheel that navigates us through this fun-filled episode. <laughs> what makes it fun, you might ask? <laughs> Well, this guy, of course, the host with the most KFC drive through kilometres on the clock, <laughs> Ben Elwig. How are you, mate? Good, good. How are you? Good. Those crispy strips don't buy themselves, do they? Yeah, look, I've I got to tell you, when we were talking off mic about uh, my trip, one of my trips to Korea, <laughs> and uh, the, on the one that I went to Seoul, I actually have a picture of me standing next to someone's car because they had a KFC club sticker. Oh. I have never been more jealous in my life. <laughs> That's an exclusive like, club. We don't have KFC club here. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be a thing? Like, is that a, like, because if you, if it's like frequent flyer points <laughs> or like loyalty rewards, like I'm the most loyal KFC, you know, especially when hot rods are around. You know, Ben's in the area because I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, every single month we are joined by one of the organizers of the Melbourne Horror Film Society. It's always super, super fun to have her at the desk. Malzi, how are you? Fun, fun, fun. I'm good. <laughs> As is always tradition, when you're here, we fireball it. We so are we are we are yeah. we are drinking the fireballs. I'm already into my second one. So this is gonna be fun. I watered down, well, cloudy appled down, and then a little bit. Extra. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm on my second one. As yeah, well. I did. You yeah, saw it too. She watered down her whiskey and then just put more whiskey into it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were on to me. That's like. It's like sixteen-year-old me with the uh, the Slurpee and the hip flask of, of bourbon that I bought and go, first put in put way too much bourbon in. I'm like, oh, that should be fine, and not realizing that of course a Slurpee, like the whole thing when you actually when it melts, it's not that much liquid. This is pretty strong, and then just topping kept topping it up with the bourbon instead of with. With Coke or something. Have you like, ever, have you ever done that genius thing where you actually put the you know the dome cup on a on a Slurpee? You put it up the other way so it holds so much more. Yeah, and you can make this massive fucking mountain on top of the cup. It's, yeah. Oh. No. Uh, I was going to say teenage us since back in Benji Day, we wear McDonald's super cups and passion pops in the toilets. Super cups in the toilets. I was <laughs> mum and dad. <laughs> but do you know? I didn't realise. <laughs> I only recently discovered that those the push pops yeah. are things that women sell on the internet now. Like they're like a It's in the candy. Yeah. They they it they push it somewhere. Yeah. Oh. Somewhere that, that in should not mouth. be mentioned. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'll say it, it goes it goes between some lips. That's all I'll say. And then they sell it on the internet. I don't know how long oh, those things last. I've but... just been talking about, I actually had a conversation with my family and how, how <laughs> annoying it is that they brought me up with such like, well, I don't know whether it's morals, but just like. I, 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 I I've got really, too many goddamn morals. That's the problem. Like that I can't, I just 
maybe they've got too many morals, hey. and so I can't go against that. But how much money I could make on OnlyFans? <laughs> because also... Some of my grandparents were also involved in this conversation, and we were talking about this. Like, well, we can do a good movie Monday presents Melzy fans, only fans, <laughs> if you want to. But we could also, on, we could do a merch page and do like Ben asked tainted push pops. So, <laughs> they wouldn't be tainted. <laughs> they'd be in. Flavored. They'd be flavored. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you you misunderstood the word taint. Taint. Yeah. <laughs> and because I, I tell you, like since since I've been on the uh, keto diet. I don't, I don't, don't not not much comes out the other end, so (laughs) it just smells like roses. (laughs) Nice strawberry push pop for Ben. Six days out of seven. When I told, when I told the doctor at the emergency room that when I, after some food poisoning, they looked at me like I was seconds away from exploding. (laughs) Like, what is wrong? Blood-filled shit. Oh, God. No, it was a blood-filled puke. Oh, puke. Yeah, well, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't disappear into the toilet and fill up one of the puke bags with shit. If I might say, I think a chopper chub would work better for those ladies, though, because like, yeah, that goes in. You twist it around, think, give it a I swirl. Think, well, I think the because the push pop, you can push it back. Yeah, it comes back. So sanitized. So you it's, can it's it. kept contained. Yes, oh, yeah. no hazmat needed. But I didn't know that was a thing. Like customs, I'm thinking of like, customs. It's like Melody Pops or whatever. Like I've been buying those for years and had no idea about their old. You know, well, you, things I could be doing on. Only fans I tell you what, you'd be, you know, you could buy a couple of million dollar houses. Uh, you could talk. Well, Ruben did say that he you could, wanted to buy a new house. house. Soon. You yeah. could have a whole conversation with me whilst tooting. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Right now, right here. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> we better. Can I? We got time for a shower? A real quick one. <laughs> I think. I think our numbers would go through the roof if one of if the Wednesday well, if, if the Wednesday night yeah if the Thursday night video was uh, was. <laughs> An OnlyFans video. No, I'm going to start up my own solo podcast and it's just going to be whistling. <laughs> and the, the whole thing every week is that is that uh, people on social media have to guess what orifice you're blowing it out of. <laughs> Comes in with the theme song. Pop, pop, pop music. Pop, it's pop, like a, pop music. It's like I've taught myself to play the harmonica out of every, out of every hole. The ears were particularly difficult, but I've got it down now. How do you reckon we go from that to talking about our sponsor, like Newsly? Like, <laughs> they're gonna be—they're so proud to support Can what you? we they'll do. Talk about it. Yeah. They'll, 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 like, we'll post and they'll read it too. Yeah. Can I link? Can I link my OnlyFans account to Newsly <laughs> well, so yeah. that people can subscribe and then it will read the yeah, yeah. the Hey babe, <laughs> what would you do if I woke you up wearing this? Watch Ben. Not that I've spent a, any time on OnlyFans. An entire bowl of spaghetti <laughs> under his tit. <laughs> Well, Newsly are a super app. I should talk about them for a real minute. Um, if you listen to us, you should be doing it on the Newsly app. It's a super app that takes all of the information, news stories, whatever, from around the world and just funnels it into your phone. So whatever kind of stuff you like, it'll uh, talk to you about it. Because it's, it's it reads it back to you, Melzi. You, you know, it's amazing. I didn't realise, I actually didn't realise that that's what Newsly did. Yeah. And it's opened up a whole new world. Because <laughs> my old computer, like, I don't know if it was VLC or something like that. It used to do it for, yeah. used to do it for things, but it always did it in like that really shitty monotone computer voice. Yeah. And it would pronounce yeah. the words like sword and be sword. <laughs> you know, and that kind of, and it, had, or it really had trouble with people's names. Yeah. For the most part, Newsly's got a pretty but, good voice. Like, you yeah. know, a few moments you can tell it's AI, but otherwise it's pretty damn good. It's, it's like, you know, sometimes I watch, like, 
not sometimes. I watch a lot of YouTube travel videos uh, where they they for some reason they get the the AI to do the to to read the yeah. narration. Yeah. And you're like, come like they've used the really shitty old AI, <laughs> yeah. the TikTok like, AI. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, get the get the newsly app. Like all the one, you know, yeah. <laughs> Get a decent AI to do it. Well, if, if you like the sound of Newsly, you get a free month premium service if you use our exclusive code MNDAY. So Monday without the O, and you're welcome. Get a free month. And how much does that get off uh, off our OnlyFans? That code, that code. <laughs> how do you uh, how do you speak? <laughs> I mean, I assume that's what OnlyFans is, right? <laughs> I mean, how cool would that be? It's like it's it's one of the few social media platforms that we are not on. No, well, um, we should add that to our link tree. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this time next week, folks. Ben and I on the desk, literally. <laughs> Hey, Malzi, um, Melbourne Horror, Horror Film Society have wrapped up a massive Halloween month. How did that go? Um, yeah. oh, you, God. Are you exhausted? <laughs> yeah, a little bit exhausted, a little bit delirious, um, but it was amazing. It was awesome. Capped off by an incredible screening of Urban Legend. Yes. I think it was the first time we've had a, I think it's the first time we've had a full house since coming back from COVID. Yeah. At our Tuesday night tonight. Blood ritual always goes off. But, um, yep. No, is that right? So yes. Blood Ritual is uh, the blood the ritual. place to who, be, my friend. Who would have yes. thought that drinking while watching the movie instead yes. of it, the bar being in another room <laughs> yeah. is the secret? I know, and yeah, I mean, you know, like that's on a projector. This yeah. Is the, the, the Tuesday night screenings are an actual, you know, proper setup. Proper setup, setup yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Blood Ritual, like there's been some screenings where we've had to sit out in the bar because to give up our seats. Yeah. Just Too many people. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, full house on the last Tuesday night. So, I mean, I was fucking pumped in the, you know, marketing of it. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> and Urban Legend is just awesome. Also, it's yeah, an awesome and, film and, to watch. And insane. Like, everybody loved it. Like, the response to it was... And the, there re- a lot the reason... Multiple people come up after. The reason they were all there is because they heard you on the podcast. On the right? podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, had, yeah, 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 yeah. Had... Uh, had had most of the people never seen it before? I think most of them had seen it before, but most of them hadn't seen it for, like, 20 years. Uh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah. So they got, like, a nostalgia and... Yeah, 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 but, like, yeah, and they were just, like, I think that they were shocked how... Well, it holds up. How yeah. well it holds up. And, yeah. I know, and that's probably one of the longest introductions I've ever done. Like, I really... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you read the script. The 90, yeah. <laughs> 90 minutes and then the movie started. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my mum was at that screen. Oh, wow. That oh. was very nice. Yeah, it was, it was very cute. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Must have been a very moral kind of uh, event. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and we had, we had jokes going on about, like, yeah, how hot she is. And like, and then when it come, like, there was, like, rain at the, at the start of the film. It was like, well, cool. Is um and, is your <laughs> mum's like oh god is your um is your mum is your mum on Facebook? No, 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 no only fans. So what have you got coming up? What um, um what do so we? So our next screening. So we're moving the blood ritual screenings to the second Saturday of every month. Right. To split up the screen. Spread it out. Oh my god, spread it out. So, um, so the next one is John Dies at the End. Oh, cool. Which is on Saturday, November 12th. So that's at True North in Coburg. Awesome. So that will be lots of fun. And then Serial Mum. 
is at Monclave on November 29th, a Tuesday night. Awesome, and the Serial Mum is uh, the reason we are here. This is where themed. We haven't even mentioned what the theme yeah. of this show is, and it's it's a tricky one to sort of say because I've I've dubbed it comedy killers mm-hmm. as opposed to killer comedies because mm-hmm. I kind of in my mind I don't know how you guys went with this one, but I went funny movies about killers like serial yeah. killers or whatever. So I don't know how you yeah. you interpreted the theme, but yeah. I use Serial Mum as sort of the well, I mean, Foundation. The fact that I haven't seen Serial Mum. Right. So they're like made <laughs> yeah, actually, it's one of the few John Waters ones I have not seen either. Yeah. Oh, and it, Which, and, it's and, a and very then, Ben movie, too. A, a few months ago, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll pre watch all of the films. I'll, I get on here and know what I'm talking about. But uh-huh. like, it, it took like a couple of weeks of me going, I'm not fucking going to do that. Yeah. And I actually <laughs> like watching it in yes. the, you know, yeah. at the time. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Well, but, I yeah. like it when you haven't seen them because, one, you're saving yourself for that screening, yeah. but also it means we can't feel too much here for people True. that are going to get along yeah, so yeah, yeah. and we can just talk around it with our other movies yeah. so yeah. uh yeah. so do stick around because we are going to do recommendations on the theme but there's lots more to come including screen realms segment with uh guillermo troncoso we've got the bonehead weekly fun size segment from those wacky kentuckians from bonehead weekly podcast ben and i are going to be on the uh, bonehead podcast very soon Ooh. looking forward to that are you? we certainly are Yes. We're going to Kentucky. Yeah, it's gonna, that's fried right. chicken. <laughs> Hence the fireball. <laughs> Hence the fireball. That's... Getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they well, have this on the plane. Is this one of the maybe Qantas? Qantas. Plenty of melody pops. <laughs> Is Qantas bad? No, I mean I flew for Virgin for twelve years. <laughs> you're right. Neither so, of them are sponsors. So, so you know, what you're telling me is that. I was going to ask you after the show if you had any good way, like, how do I get upgrades with Qantas? But you don't know because you never worked for Qantas. <laughs> well, hey, let's kick things off with Jarrett from Monster Fest. He's obsessed with physical media and has a whole lot of info on the movies that are coming out this week and stuff you should spend your money on. So here we go. Hey, this is Jarrett and welcome to PE Class. Huge week for home entertainment this week and Universal Sony Pictures Home Entertainment have the mother load of releases. The first up is Jordan Peele's Nope. That's right, the writer and director from Get Out and Us's latest feature. And it's hitting all the formats, 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray and DVD. The 4K has a reference quality Dolby Atmos track that has to be heard to be believed. As for special features, the 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray include deleted scenes, three featurettes and a gag reel. Also from Universal, Sony is Bullet Train, the actioner starring Brad Pitt. It's hitting all the formats also, 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray and DVD. This bad boy also has a Dolby Atmos track and as for special features, the 4K and Blu-ray included audio commentary, five featurettes, along with some outtakes and bloopers. Then The Invitation is getting a Blu-ray and DVD release. This is a gothic vampire horror film, and the Blu-ray includes an extended cut of the film that has a little bit more bloodletting. Then digging into back catalogue titles making their local 4K Ultra HD debuts are Wes Craven's Scream from 1996 and the sequel from the following year, 1997, Screen 2. Now, both releases have Dolby Vision and HDR10 presentations of the film, 
and the first film is loaded with special features that include a new featurette titled A Blood Legacy, Scream 25 Years Later, along with archival special features that have been available on previous Blu-ray releases. As for the second film, however, as it's only the 4K Ultra HD disc with no Blu-ray component, it's only got an audio commentary as a special feature. Another back catalogue title making its 4K Ultra HD debut locally is the Arnold Schwarzenegger feature The Running Man. This one's got Dolby Vision and HDR10, however there is zero special feature content. You heard me right, zero. Here is Sub-Zero! Now, Plane Zero! And that's pretty much across the board in the UK and the US as Paramount for some reason haven't licensed any of the special feature content that was created for the previous Blu-ray and DVD releases overseas. Another Arnie movie making its 4K debut locally is Raw Deal. It's got a HDR10 presentation of the film and it ports all the legacy special features from the previous Blu-ray release, of which there are very few. It's like two featurettes and a trailer. Then moving on to Umbrella Entertainment, they're releasing an Aussie horror double of Night of Fear and In of the Damned. This comes out on Blu-ray as part of their Ozploitation Classics line and it's loaded with a combo of new and legacy special features. Also out from Umbrella, on Blu-ray are Wrong Turn, Young Guns, The Limey and Amors Peros. Anyway, that's it for me for this week, so until next time, stay physical. There we go, thank you Jarrett. Naturally, now that Halloween is out of the way, Ben, an avalanche of Hallmark Christmas movies are also coming our way this week. So... Get this, mate. Seven triple packs of Christmas Hallmark movies. That's 21 movies. I am excited. I Sorry. I buy that for my mum. Sorry. It was just back on her. Okay. Or, or for mom. me. Yeah, or for you. You can share it. Yeah. Don't you watch it together? Yeah, me and your mum are going to hang out watching Hallmark movies. I'll totally be there for that. I just watched the... Uh, I won't say how I watched it, but I did just watch the Nikki and Nora Ooh, yes. uh, Hallmark movie, which mm-hmm. was excellent. Yeah. Hope that sparks a new series and they do one a year or one every couple of months. <laughs> Looking forward to that we, with Australia slash Canada's, uh, now I can't remember what do you her reckon, name. What do you, like, I mean, this is a conversation for off the mic, but what do you reckon the market is for a Hallmark podcast, mate? Like if we pitched it to Viavision and did a Hallmark podcast, what do you reckon? I reckon it would go off. Yeah. Two, like two middle-aged blokes talking about Hallmark movies. What better? Yeah. Oh, it, let's do that. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> That's right. We just pick two. We just get through. We just do. We could do one episode a day. I just watch the. I just binge them all the time, mate. You know, I will podcast the, the drop of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at hello. Oh, come on. <laughs> I had you at Hallmark. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anyway, so thank you, Jarrett. Let's um, let's do what we came here to do and recommend some movies. I am going to let you go first, Melzi, but oh, let's right. talk about a few things first. <laughs> oh God, let me. <laughs> So, just to recap, because of the Society's um, Serial Mum screening, we're going to be talking about comedy killers. I'm looking forward to this. I've got a few doozies. But I just want to just... You two haven't seen Serial Mum, but I just want to let people know how much fun this movie is and they should get along to your screening. The one-line synopsis is essentially Kathleen Turner is a housewife and mother who is also a serial killer. And that is all you need to know because it's fucking funny. Sam Waterston's in there as well. Is that his name? Sam Waterston? I believe that's... Yeah. If, that's if, if you're talking about the Sam Waterston... From like Law and Order yeah, and yeah. Heaven's Gate and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Then that is his name. Words, so I'm making sure I'm getting his name right. <laughs> As if he could have been talking about like you know Sam Jones or, or someone. Is that how you say? Or John Waters from Blue Healers. Like is that you know? how you say Sam Jones' name? Like Sam Waterston? <laughs> no. 
That's not how you say Sam Jones. It is a very dark, outrageously funny movie, and if you haven't seen it, get along to that screening. And with that, Malzi, what is your first recommendation? My first recommendation. So I do love to watch something that I haven't seen before. So I went, but then also with October being so fucking crazy, I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to have time. But anyway, so last night, I finally, crunch line, or crunch time, I finally sat down and watched The Frighteners. Oh, amazing! Well, firstly, you run the risk of like not liking the movie when you don't oh, I know. when you pick one you haven't oh, watched before. But no, you've picked a <laughs> fucking great one. So, written by Robert Zemeckis and Peter Jackson, and directed by Peter Jackson, released in 1996. I do remember that I used to see this in the video store, and I kind of was like. I don't know. I, I don't know. Saw it at the cinemas, baby. Like it was yeah. just Jared great. and I, when we were in New Zealand last, we went to some of the Frighteners locations. <sighs> no way. Like yeah. I would go so far as to say it's a near perfect film. Like I just absolutely adore it. I can watch it over and over and it's flawless. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, Wallace. Everybody, Wallace. I mean the, the horror society guys, when I told them that I was yeah. they're like, You're gonna love it, you're and I know you said I would love it as Jake well. Busey's best. Hated Jake it. Busey's no, best. Didn't. Jake Busey's best. <laughs> So, Michael J. Fox's character, Frank Bannister, is working as a con man in cahoots with a few ghosts. They create hauntings and then Frank <coughs> capitalises on it by exercising, or exercising, I'm doing quotations, uh, the house for a fee. We then find out there is an actual malevolent force, the Grim Reaper, that's marking numbers on the victim's foreheads before crushing their hearts. And Frank is, of course, the only living person that can see this. Yep. So, like, this movie has... So many fucking plot elements. It does. So I'm only touching on a few. Yeah. <laughs> and trivia elements. Like it's 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 full on. Um doesn't it get dark though? Like it gets really yeah, grim. Like yeah. it starts off as a comedy and by the end of it it's like really fucking yeah, gnarly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where I think there's so many different tones yeah. in it and, and but yeah, so Jeffrey Combs as FBI agent Milton Jammers. His best film. Who acts as a foil to Frank being able to stop the Grim Reaper? And I mean, he's fucking impossible. I mean, I'm like number one reanimator fan yeah, here, but yeah. that is Jeffrey Combs' best role. He's so amazing. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you've also got Dee Wallace. Mm-hmm. She's best. Really Looks good with black hair too. She does. Yeah. Yeah, she I lost don't... something. She lost something when she lost the stone. <laughs> yeah, do all stone. Yeah, <laughs> lost a few stones. Didn't she like lost, it. Lost a couple of stone. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that it was her. To st- and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Um, so she plays Patricia Bradley, who's now a recluse under the watch of her mother, but as a teenager was in a relationship with mass murderer Johnny Bartlett, played by Jake Busey. His best role. He's. What's he? He said, "What's the number? It's like thirty-two or something." Like yeah. he just keeps quoting the numbers yeah. as they go up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Danny Elfman did the score. Uh, it's awesome. Original, really, really good time. Originally written as the third Taushan Equip movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the guy that plays the the husband of the woman, yes, the, the main yes, woman, yes. he played Elvis in Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. And what was the other connection? Then you got John Astin in there and Sean Astin yes. was in Lord of the yes. Rings. Like, yep. it's, it's yep. got yep. so many little interconnections. Yeah, yep. and that's the thing. Like, there's so many elements to the film. Like, I haven't even talked about, like, you know, there's a love interest and her husband dies, like, towards the start and then he's as a ghost and there. You know, like, there's so much going on in the movie. And I read that Michael J. Fox really resented New Zealand with this movie. So he was he was diagnosed with Parkinson's while he was making this 
and he was so far away from home at the time, like his family weren't with him. Well, he was diagnosed a bit before. No, I, I could swear maybe it was that was maybe it was that he was going through, yes. you know, the was, early stages and, of it. And it wasn't until I, I read that today that he was diagnosed quite a bit before. Right. Oh yeah, I could kind of tell that he like. You could see it a little bit. Yeah, but he did hate being so far from home, like, and, and regretted doing it. But yeah. I think it's a great movie oh, for him. So like, good. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was his last feature as well. Might be last last lead role at least. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome yeah. choice. But yeah, no, it, it was it was really good. I'm so glad that I relented. To, <laughs> yeah. To watch it yeah, it was really worth it. Yeah, you're a fan of that one. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's got that it's great. Don't fear the reaper as well. Perfect yes. use of it. Yep, yep, at the end. Mm-hmm, and just diabolically twisted, yes. Yeah, that was great. I've got a diabolically twisted one for you here, and that fits the bill too, perfect for this theme, but I've got one from 2014, a very dark movie called The Voices, and this is um, this is something to behold. I'm going to just go through the roll call first, just to give you an idea who's in this. It's led by Ryan Reynolds, Jackie Weaver's in it, Anna Kendrick, and Gemma Arterton. And the film is essentially about a serial killer played by Ryan Reynolds, who's not aware that he's a serial killer. So he's got a, like, a, he had a traumatic childhood and he's been, you know, fucked up in the head by it. So he's developed, you know, personality disorders and whatnot. So he's just unaware that he's a killer, right? Um, but the comedy comes into it. And when I say traumatic experiences, he had a, an experience with his mother that's revealed in the film that is actually fucking insanely traumatic. Like, you watch it and you're like, how the fuck did this movie even get made? But he lives on his own. He's in like an apartment that is on top of an abandoned bowling alley. And he lives with his pet dog and his pet cat. And this is where the title Voices comes from. So uh, when he's not on his meds, the pets talk to him. The dog is his conscience and then acts as a pacifier for him. And then the cat is the evil temptation and tries to encourage him to kill. And his house, this is like to give you an idea of the tone of the film without giving much away. His house is very nice and tidy. And when he dismembers bodies, he cuts them up into small pieces and puts them into like little takeaway Chinese containers, but then piles them up really neatly and pristine, like it's sterilized beyond belief. And yet when you see his apartment from anybody else's perspective, it's like a rotten back, back room of a butcher shop. Like it's fucking dank and smell. You can smell it coming through the screen. He keeps heads in his fridges and they talk to him as well. Um, and... Jackie Weaver plays his psychiatrist and she's fucking amazing in this, but I just am amazed at how this movie even got made without controversy, right? Mm. It shows everything and it's really gory and it's really fucked up. Um, and yeah, just like back in the eighties, you could make these movies, not a problem. Usually today, you know, the council culture wants to come on top of certain themes and that, which are in this film that are mm. like really, really like disturbing, mm. but this one just sort of flew under the radar. And I love that. It's definitely, R-rated in an Aussie R-rated sense. Um, it's kind of like Coen Brothers meets John Landis meets Michelle Gondry all in one. And um, couldn't recommend it more. It's on Actually, it's on Stan and Amazon Prime in Australia, so it's easy to come by. I reckon you add it to your watch list. And it's probably one of my favourite Ryan Reynolds movies because he's not typically Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He's got a lot more nuance to this character. Yeah. Um, and he works in a, in a bath factory that makes baths. And that's oh. just fucking adds an, oh, an, an added, <laughs> added element of quirkiness and oddity to it. But um, there you go. The I voices. Was, I was actually going to say about, about the Frighteners, it could never be. I mean, there are elements of it that could never be made yep. today. Yep. Because even though it's a fantasy, people would say, think of the families. Yeah. And also <laughs> there's a, like shooting. Yep. Mass shooting. Mass shooting. Well, that movie. Rape of a, yep. a mummy. I think, <laughs> I yes, I think yeah. the Frighteners got delayed in Australia because Port Arthur had happened around the same time as its release. Oh, cool. 
Oh, yeah. And yet that Nick Cave album, Murder Ballads, came out, which had a song that was exactly the same yeah, incident, yeah. you know? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. There we oh, go. So, awesome. two bangers to start with. Love it. What's happening, everybody? It's Gedma here from Screen Realm. That's ScreenRealm.com and Screen Realm on YouTube. Be sure to check us out. As always, I'm here to tell you guys uh, a little bit about some of the movie news stories that have occurred over the past week, kicking off with An Ideal Wife. The new film from Good Luck to You, Leo Grande, director Sophie Hyde, it's set to star Emilia Clarke. The Game of Thrones star will be making her first big screen credit since the 2019 holiday rom-com Last Christmas, and she's going to be playing Constance Lloyd, the Irish children author and the wife to Oscar Wilde. The film is going to be telling the story of Oscar Wilde's marriage to Lloyd, who was an author and activist, and the sexual awakening she experienced after she learns that Wilde was in fact homosexual. A film adaptation of the 1980s series The Fall Guy is in the works with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt, and now Aaron Taylor Johnson has joined the cast. There's not much known about the plot details of the film, although the series did follow a film stuntman who moonlights as a bounty hunter when the movie work is slow. On board as director is David Leach, whose credits include the recent Bullet Train, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw, Deadpool 2, Atomic Blonde, and a John Wick, where he was an uncredited director. The Universal Project is going to be shot in Australia, and it has a release date of March 1st. 2024. Mads Mikkelsen has signed on to star in a film titled Dust Bunny, written and directed by Brian Fuller. This is to be Brian Fuller's featured editorial debut. Fuller is known for his big television work, including the series Hannibal, which starred Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter, American Guards, and Star Trek Discovery. I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Brian Fuller not long ago, so head to Screen Realm on YouTube and check out my interview with Brian Fuller. The film Dust Bunny will be following an eight-year-old girl who enlists the help of her intriguing neighbor, to kill the monster under her bed that she believes ate her family. Production is set to begin on January 2023. Oscar-winning Aussie actor Jeffrey Rush will be starring in an action comedy called Verona Spies. It's going to be directed by comedy veteran Frank Karachi, whose credits include Adam Sandler films The Wedding Singer and The Waterboy. And in final talks to join him in the lead role is Emma Roberts. According to Deadline, Roberts will be taking on the role of Verona, a lovable hot mess who, through a case of mistaken identity, is hired as an escort slash assassin. Her mission is to seduce a pharmaceutical executive and steal his formula for a revolutionary new drug that can change the world. But when she meets her charmingly handsome target, sparks fly, and instead of killing him, they decide to team up and flee for their lives as big farmer and hired killers come gunning for them. Jeffrey Rush will be playing the head of the pharmaceutical company. That about does for me guys, be sure to hit Screen Realm up on YouTube. I've been upping the amount of content that we put on the YouTube channel, and I've actually delivered a couple of trailer reaction videos as well, those are my first ones. Catch you all next week, thanks for having me.
And that's the first time we've had Alice Cooper play on the show. Not live, but you know. <laughs> We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Hello, hooray from the God Bless America soundtrack. It's a, it's a, it's a fun little spree kill movie directed by Bobcat Goldthwait, starring Bill Murray's brother that I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, it's one of the Murray brothers. Yes, I thought that was fun. That's a great little concept movie. Two people that are fed up with the way society and culture has gone, so they, they're going to spree kill targeting reality TV stars and influencers and... Anyone they find offensive. So the Real Housewives would still have been ripped, <laughs> ripped from today's headlines. Like still relevant today. <laughs> Ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. <laughs> they little. It's like uh, when you talk to Phil Brophy about uh, body melt, and he's like, "Oh, this was like body melt was like a, a kind of a fight back against this ridiculous body culture." Nonsense because of healthy, wealthy, and wise, and you're like, mate, <laughs> it got right. so much worse. <laughs> I know, healthy, wealthy, and woggy came along. Came along, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great thing, Ben. You're up next, mate. What's your first recommendation for the show? Look, I will. I kind of. I don't know if I. I don't know if this qualifies as a as a killer. I mean, it, it is because we're they're... over time, so let's say no and move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> go for it. Who's sick? Who's up? Who's up now? <laughs> I don't need to talk about it. <laughs> I watched it. I enjoyed it. I, I don't need to. Enough no, said. I'm going to talk about the big hit. Oh, Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Uh, okay. This is when he kind of was Marky Mark. This and is Richie before Valance. he really uh, broken out. Like it's a, it's got a massive cast. Yep. So yeah, it is. It's Mark Wahlberg, Lou Diamond Phillips, Christina Applegate, Avery Brooks from Must. Is <laughs> just from from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Uh, he's the most most famous person in the cast at the time. Well, uh, <laughs> Bokeem Woodbine, who who gets like a huge credit. Like, remember when Bokeem Woodbine was a big name? He was a thing. He was a thing. Antonio Sabato Jr. Uh, Lainey Kazan is in. Elliot Gould is in like a tiny part. Don't you reckon Bokeem reminds you of like a fat Dave Chappelle? The way he talks. No. Okay, so, just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. The thing about Bokeem Woodbine was always his ears. Because he's got the weird ones that kind of they point out at the tips. So he looks he looks like an evil elf. It's, uh, but he's also he's, he's one of the other fi- No, I'm not going to talk about that now. Um, 
I'll leave you hanging. That, that, that'll be for he later. Realized, he realized where it's going. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that later. So, and this movie is made in 19... <laughs> made in... Made in <laughs> no, it's staying in. It's staying in. Made in uh, 1998, I saw this theatrically. Did you guys check this one out? No, nah, this was a this was a classic. Were you 12 in 1998. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I was like um, uh, 15. So close. I wasn't that far. This off. was a classic um, double preview tape for me with the time code on it. And probably up with something like replacement killers on the same. Yeah, right. It would have. Pro- like yeah, that. probably. Been, I mean, that's, it's a hu- it's a massive loss. I Although mean, this... they mainly use that, that double that they put on the preview tape. The second one was always a really like shitty one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they thought, but yeah. often they were the ones that I liked the most. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so basically, this movie it's about a um, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Lou Diamond Phillips, um, Antonio Sabato Jr., and um, Bokeem Woodbine are all hitmen who work for Avery Brooks, who's like a crime lord. And uh, Marky Mark has a fiancé, Christina Applegate, and a girlfriend on the side, both of whom are clearly just using him for to, to, to take all his money, really. Yep. But he has this, he's got this weird kind of social anxiety disorder where he just, he cannot stand the thought of somebody not liking him to the point where he has to take like Pepto-Bismol to, to calm his stomach down because that, he feels sick just at the thought. That shit always fascinates me. Every fucking movie, they just drink it like as you know. Yeah, it's, it's this, the, this this weird it's that uh, pink stuff in the movies when yeah. like the cop comes home and he's had a, like a hard day, he picks up it's, a pink bottle of sludge and just fucking downs it. Yeah, it's Pepto Bismol. Pepto Bismol, but it's it's basically um, it's the Ferris said it to Cameron. Pop some Pepto Bismol and get over here. <laughs> It's the stuff you take, like the stuff you take for heartburn. Antacid. Yeah, antacid. Oh. Like, um, yeah. I can't remember um, what the, the local one is. Yeah. Yeah. Gaviscon. Gaviscon. And stuff. I, I, but, when I was pregnant, I had like four bottles of that on the go. Like, I would carry Jesus. one around with me at all times. That was pretty much the only bad thing. That, like, pretty much. It's the only bad. Thing but they drink it like. Being pregnant, I just always <laughs> need Gaviscon. But they drink it like it's delicious in the movies. Yeah. And Which I always want to. I always want to no, taste it. Yeah, I always think it's it like must taste like big M, like thick big M, because <laughs> it's pink, like strawberry big M. It's it's like it's become a trope. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go for it. It's a it's definitely it's like, a thing. It's Pepto Bismol and then noodle buckets that are old in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With pot stickers, and I'm like, what the fuck's a pot sticker? I don't know what it is. I don't understand America. They don't have it at the noodle box. Yeah, but that guy that eats it's always washed up. Yeah. And they always like smell like, nah, it's still good. And I'm like, I, I fucking bet it is. Or the milk's lumpy. I don't. I mean, look, to be honest, to be honest, I don't understand it because I have never had any fast food in the fridge that's lasted more than like a day. Right. Like I'm eating that shit. I'm going back. I, I, eat, I eat the middle of the night. I'm yeah. Like, with my hands. I can. <laughs> you weirdo. I can eat till I feel sick, till I feel ill, and then like an hour later go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, would have been a great fridge. conversation for next week's show, but anyway, yeah. I digress. Go for it. Uh, but so, so he's a hitman, and um, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips kind of organizes this this side gig, uh, this kidnapping where he plans to kidnap this uh, this a daughter of a, a rich businessman and uh, and ransom her for a bit of cash on the side, which Avery Brooks strip, strictly uh, forbids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mark, at first, Marky Mark doesn't want to do it, but then the the leeches that are his girlfriend and his fiance make it, it for, basically force him into it. And unfortunately, as it turns out, 
the the girl that they kidnapped, played by China Chow, the, the <laughs> ridiculously gorgeous China Chow, who, funnily enough, I think she did this movie, she did a couple of other things, and then she disappeared. Like, her mother was like a supermodel, and she was kind of on her way, and then her mother got really sick, and she basically... Retired. Retired. Yeah. Like, gave up her career. And then, like, she appears later on in, like, the pilot episode of Burn Notice, <laughs> but for some reason doesn't continue, and... Mm. She's like she's kind of come back now, but she'd be yeah. she'd be my age, or if not old, like slightly washed up, slightly older or longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has been past it. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> no use to society. <laughs> not worth the skin that uh, is printed on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> reduced to reduced to being a psychic on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone who just thinking about them makes you want to kill yourself, uh, <laughs> mate. Too far. Because life is over. Too far. What's the point? Uh, but the the girl that he kidnaps, her her father is has just gone bankrupt because he's blown his entire fortune making this movie. I think it's called like it's something like the Golden Shower or the Golden oh God. the gold, Golden Rain or something like that, and it's 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 written, directed, and starring him, and he's like this sixty-year-old Japanese man, and he's he's blown all his money because like all the posters that he sent out are gold-leafed. To the video store, have these like solid gold standees yep. of him. Like with with abs and stuff, it's, it's it's amazing. And there is some fantastic video store sequences. Like one of the major kind of subplots in this film is that is that Marky Mark has an overdue copy of King Kong Lives out, <laughs> and this video store guy keeps calling him and threatening, him. and he's got this. like a wall of shame. Which I mean, at the time I was, I don't know if I was actually working at we the video store to have or one of just mine. yeah, you weren't. We were no. told like Legally, I wanted to start one. Couldn't. You weren't allowed to. You you not allowed to. You put their face from the security it. camera, yeah. and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, I mean, those ones they at that video store they actually took your picture when you on for your card. We yeah. we, we yeah. just had a little laminated picture. Yeah, we yeah. couldn't do any of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, but I was like, fuck, I want this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, but <clears throat> not only that, she's also the goddaughter of Avery Brooks. So Avery Brooks then basically convinces uh, Cisco, who's also uh, taking advantage of Mark Wahlberg uh, throughout the film. <laughs> to head up the investigation to find out who's kidnapped his goddaughter, not knowing that it's actually Lou Diamond Phillips is the one running the yep. running the thing. And so he basically just lays it all, lays all the blame on Marky Mark <laughs> and uh, sends out like 300 hitmen to, to, to take care of Marky Mark. And he's fucking awesome. It's it is, great. And it's almost a forgotten movie. It's And it's, it's like, it's fast paced and frenetic. It's a lot of fun. It never lags. Yep. It's it's almost like an MTV movie. Yeah, it was a great era for these movies. Like I said, Replacement Kill is very similar. Yeah. And like it is, it's funnily enough, it's produced by John Waters and Wesley Snipes. <laughs> like it was their production company that made the film. Wow. And I, What's it again? The big hit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's awesome. uh, <laughs> Take that. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> And let's just <laughs> let's acknowledge the fact that the fireball is working. See, <laughs> <laughs> I want to nice. I want to drag the mood down. No, I don't. Um, I want to get nostalgic here because my first. Uh, sorry, this this 
particular movie I'm going to recommend was the first ever screening I hosted for Fake Shemp back when that was like a thing. And um, it's funny that I mentioned John Landis before because he is an executive producer on this one, but in a very tokenistic way, which I'll talk about in a minute. But it's a 2012 movie called Some Guy Who Kills People. And this is a really sort of unconventional, quirky slasher movie starring Kevin Corrigan. And I don't know if you know Kevin Corrigan, but he's Love Kevin amazing. Uh, he's the lead. And then you've got Lucy Davis from The Office. You've got Leo Fitzpatrick, who I happen to love as well. Karen Black and Barry Boswick are in this too. Barry Boswick's really fucking good in this one. Barry Boswick, like when he takes the piss he out of himself, yeah. he's when he does comedies, he is hilarious. And I'll tell you, this is great. This is Barry Boswick on top of his game. But the story is essentially about a guy, once again, who was traumatized as a kid to the point of a mental breakdown and why are all like serial killers and killers like traumatized it's a, as a kid? it's a reason it's a reason for yeah. them like, like sometimes it's an easy out, sometimes like. they're just born that way well, well that's yeah, it well tell fucking rob zombie that <laughs> <laughs> best comment oh, ever <laughs> i've got his i've got his email but anyway, you this, want to send it to him. this guy was institutionalized and it cuts then very much like Michael Myers. It cuts to several years later and he's released. And then suddenly those bullies start being plucked off one at a time in very classic slasher ways. And it's, it's very obvious where the movie's going from there, but it's all how it's done. Um, and Kevin Corrigan, he's so mentally unstable in this movie and he's just the best. It's the best thing he's done. He, plays he, doesn't, in, but he doesn't even have to act mentally unstable. No. He just has to act like himself. Yeah. He plays an ice cream man in this. And the interesting thing is this came out the exact same time as chocolate strawberry vanilla yeah, right. and when I did the screening I wanted it as a double feature but the problem was that chocolate strawberry vanilla was going through the festival round so it was just not going to happen but it we does, would have given it to it you. does make a fan I remember reaching out and like no no way <laughs> to who I oh, was it to, I to Grand or I can't remember who it was but whatever the case it would have made a perfect... Uh, hey, I, yeah. I, I got to take that movie to Vegas, so I'm happy yeah. about that. Like, <laughs> on. But it's directed by Jack Perez, and he's the guy that gave us uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Thank you very much. The classic. He gave us Wild Things 2, he gave us Blast Vegas, and he gave us the unauthorized Brady Bunch biopic, so... You know. It's like he's missed out by one on every like yeah. he didn't he didn't make the a very Brady Bunch movie. He didn't make Wild Things Three, which is the great one. He's like But I mean, but in the world of B movies, like this is his best. Like this is, you know, this is the one movie where you're like, well, this guy can be a great director. Um, and the great story about John Landis on this one is he was supposed to direct the movie, so it was going to be a John Landis movie, and he had to bail on it so he could do Burke and Hare. He should have stuck with this one. Yeah. He really should have stuck with this one. But the producers said, well, can we at least keep your name so that we can, we can secure some funding? And his response was like, absolutely, but just know that I've been trying to use my name for years, so I can't, <laughs> I can't secure any funding. And then oh, it worked for them. It worked for them though. So he's actually on like the behind the yeah, scenes there's, documentary. There's levels of funding. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's on the making of documentary, which is on um, Facebook. Uh, sorry, um, YouTube. If you want to look it up, where he's talking about that, and he gets a great kick here. John Lambert's on OnlyFans. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, he gives good head. Just ask Vic. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, just ask Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I took too it far. there and then you took oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. tell me off mic. <laughs> you laughed oh. at my joke and, oh, this is going to be great off, oh, off the mic. Well, yeah, you're going to feel so okay. bad about yourself. We're going to, no, we're really, we're going to oh, throw it to the bonehead so we can tell this story to Mel. Welcome to Bonehead Weekly Sun... Sunside! Sunside! Guys with the funsies. Chad, tell us about your killer comedies. So, I am going... With a movie that captures the true American spirit for our Australian friends. The tagline is evil just messed with the wrong hillbillies. 
Kangaroo Jack. Nope. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Obscenities, obscenities, obscenities. That's going to be the one I was going to use. But go ahead. I'll find another. You silly bastard letting me go first. <laughs> so Dell and, uh, and Tucker versus Evil. It's about these two hillbillies, Dell and Tucker. They are just on vacation to go fishing, hang out with one another. They're they're in this dilapidated cabin. And here come a bunch of, of, of yuppie, snobby bastards who look at them and think they're serial killers. And the exact opposite is true. They're just local yokels who are just there to relax. And all hell breaks loose with the with these with these these group of people. And then at the end, you have your nice little twist uh, about who the actual killer really is. Dale and Tucker versus Evil. I just can't talk about it enough. It stars uh, Tyler Labine, who does not get enough acting credits, in my opinion. Alan Tudyk. Amazing Alan Tudyk. Yeah, it's uh, he is one of my favorite actors of all time, period. He actually surpasses Oliver Platt, guys. Well, I'm so excited not to drop a plug. Lexington Comic Con will have him this March, and I can't wait to meet him on, st- on stage. He might not uh, pass Louise Guzman, though. Mine is The Final Girls, and if you've not seen The Final Girls, you really should check it out. It's directed by Todd Strauss-Schulson, and and it stars Tysa Farmiga, Malin, Ac- Malin, Malin Ackerman. I can never say her name correctly, and I actually think she's really talented and doesn't get enough work, like you were talking about, Chad. I think she's really funny. It's about a young woman who's grieving the loss of her mother. And her mom was a famous screen queen from like the 80s. And she's pulled into the world of her mom's most famous movie. And then she gets to fight the killer with her mom. And it sounds quaint and blah, blah, blah. But it actually has a lot. Have you guys ever watched it? It's a lot of heart to it. I'm not even really. It's a lot of fun. If you guys don't check it out. It's not necessarily a tearjerker. And it has some funny scenes in it. Right. It's, but it's also got a lot of heart about this woman and her mom having this connection that they never would have had in real life. So check it out. The Final Girls. I, I went into this uh, movie with low expectation. Chad gave me a recommendation that I'll do as a, as a bonus here in a second. But you dare. I went in. I went into this movie with somewhat low expectations. Like I was on the uh, HBO there. Uh, you kids like the HBO. Anyway, um, uh, but I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And so since Chad took mine, I'll just do a, a shout out to uh, Freaky. I enjoyed Freaky way more than I thought I would. That's It was a really was, good movie. I watched it drunk, and I really need to watch it again. It was, it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I, I don't think I, it wasn't as funny to me drunk. It doesn't reinvent the wheel. It's not, and there's not a lot of laugh out loud parts of it per se, but it is a comedy. It's got a lot of comedic elements in it, and it basically does mock how weird we we view horror but also that the fact that we've remade freaky friday in 400 different versions the one that chad actually uh, uh recommended was um cabin in the woods uh which i don't consider that that's not necessarily a crazy killer i mean there is a couple crazy killers in it no but... cabin in the woods and the evil dead remake are probably my two favorite studio horror films in the last 15 years but yeah, yeah, and, and also Chad's right though. Probably what we do in the shadows. I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of killing in that, and I love the TV series as well. So there, there, I did three real this quick. Look, we're still five. No, minutes. you didn't do them real quick. This has been Bonehead Weekly. But I took about as long as you did. Melzy, hmm, the the Bonehead's practically stole your thunder right there. I could not <laughs> believe it. I was like the first one. Oh, I would have chosen that. The second one. Oh, Favorite fucking movies they chose. I know. But how, like, it was so 
stupid, though, that I hadn't actually even thought of those moves <laughs> for this topic. Yeah. No, it's good. That's good, that, because I wouldn't have picked any of them either. So yeah. it's nice that they and finally chose like, the movies. Yeah, that we not think of that? Because that's one of my favourite movies in the entire world. So, like, Tucker and Dale, I was just going on and on about on bloody Saturday night at a party. Well, you've, so. you've spoken about it here. Like, so yes. there, yeah. that's covered. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah true. Uh, I've, his name escapes me and that really pisses me off. The guy that wrote Final Girls was on the show, like... Yeah. For the yes. um for the near dark yes. screening, yes. What, what's his um, name? Fuck. Yes, who was in near dark? Yes, I'm the, so the, glad yeah. it's not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's what I was trying to think of how Jason like, Patrick's brother. Yes. Anyway, yeah, yeah. No, okay. he was being really cool Robert here. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it pisses yeah, me off that I yeah, forgot his yeah, name. And he wrote it, and yeah, that's the fucking Sean Patrick film. Kelly. <laughs> Anyway, go give the Bonehead podcast a listen, Bonehead Weekly. It's available wherever you get your podcast, which is obviously where you get ours from. So it's obviously Newsly, right? So yeah. Patrick Muldoon. <laughs> no? No. Like I've got him, any closer? I've got him booked for next week, mate. Fuck it awesome. I do not. But I've got I another. love Patrick Muldoon. <laughs> anyway, uh, Malzi, you're up next okay. with your me, next me, recommendation. Me. All right. So me, 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 me. Next... <laughs> it's all about me. Uh, my next recommendation is Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I know the poster for this, but I've never Ooh, seen, I've it. Never seen heard it. it I've I not heard of it. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it either. I haven't even oh heard of God. it. Pull in your chairs, guys. I'll tell you all the story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, I would think this is the first time this has ever happened that I'm talking about something that neither of you have seen. So let me work a bit of And okay. <laughs> <laughs> very meta look at the slasher genre presented in mockumentary style and it's set mm. in a small town in Maryland. Murder capital um, of America? <laughs> no, in that's uh, Baltimore. <laughs> yes, yes. Which so is in, in Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Uh, in a world that characters like Michael Myers and Jason are real life serial killers and there's people out there that want to be just like them. One of whom is Leslie Vernon. I was going to say, like that little kid in that viral video that, who's dressed yes, up as Michael Myers and yes, he falls down and then just and then sit up, he sits oh, up yeah, oh, and does, the does it perfectly. I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, yeah, Leslie Vernon would have done that as a kid too. Anyway, he <laughs> 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 doesn't love his voice. <laughs> so he's an amateur serial killer that's hoping to make it big and is planning this elaborate farmhouse slaughter. He invites documentary filmmaker Taylor Gentry and a couple of cameramen to follow him around as he models his legacy based on well-known horror tropes. And he like fully sets up his final scene so that he'll have the upper hand. He when was it? When did this come out? 2006. I was going to say, because it sounds like Scream before Scream, but yeah. it's Scream after Scream. Yeah, yeah. So he seals off entries and like, and he's like talking through it all as he's doing it and like rigging the electricity and all that sort of stuff. And as he's going through the steps, he explains the behavior of victims and like how ridiculous it is, like how it's presented in horror movies. Um, like all of the things we see in the movies, running up the stairs, dropping the weapon, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah, why do they run away? They've got yeah. the guy on the ground, they've got the yeah. weapon and then they yeah. drop it and yeah. run away. So it's all like Fuck you. Meta. All yeah. commenting on all that sort of stuff. And of course, even though Leslie Vernon is presenting him as be himself as being transparent, like there's always like this question of is there something else going on? And obviously, you know, is he an unreliable narrator? Exactly. And he isn't telling the whole truth, which you find out throughout the movie. 
and the style is kind of a bit like the office again the office comes up comes up like that sort yep. of camera movement and like yeah he's a, and he's a little bit david brent yeah well, cool I yeah reckon, like it, he's just like it's just being completely unaware mm. you know how yeah. you're actually coming across sure. and stuff like that and i fucking like that really i love that sort of humor <clears throat> sounds a bit like american movie yeah yeah and like and a bit Joe Bloop as well. Come on, that's the sort of thing that it like reminds reminds me. Gotcha. Um, it's got Zelda Rubenstein in her final role from um Poltergeist. Um, Robert England plays Josh Halloran, who's a bit of a family miss character. He'd be a good Sam Loomis character, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Angela Goetz, who's I'm sorry, but it's Taylor, and so and she's like, I was like watching and I'm like. Know her from? She's one of um, Kevin McAllister's sisters. Ah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, she's really familiar. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you would have asked me who Kevin McAllister is, <laughs> like, what's the what's the kid from Home Alone's name? I wouldn't have been able to tell you. But, but you, you say, say Kevin McAllister, yeah. like, yeah. I know exactly, <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking <laughs> about. For a second, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Well, McAllister. it's the same thing when you when someone says you like, can you give me like a, a list of recommendations oh. off the top of your head? Like, no, I can't. No. But you no. tell me those movie titles, oh. and I'll tell you all about them. Yeah. That's so say that I was having that thought with this friend of mine today and he like sent me a message a couple of weeks ago going what's your five top um, like supernatural but like the girlfriend only wants like things that end in like a happy ending and blah 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 Ghost. But what shits me is they always go. I thought you knew about movies. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. well, but if he like wrote to me and said, "What's this like?" I mean, yeah, most of the time that's I'm right. Say, oh, yeah, it it's like give me a title speak, and I'll, I'll deep dive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yes. And, <laughs> I, and I'll talk to someone that has seen it. But um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so Leslie Berman is played by Nathan Basil. Which is like he's so fucking good at it, and it, I think he only does like two other movies, and he's really good. Um, and then Kane Hodder appears yep. in it as well. Who's that? <laughs> um, it was directed by Scott Glosserman in his directorial debut. I think he only made two other movies as well. I think you'll find that's pronounced debut. <laughs> According to Jessica <laughs> Malvo. <Yeah. laughs> Do you remember her at the Arias? Yeah. Three times she said it. You know, the award for best debut oh, album. No. Yeah. Reading that teleprompter, oh, but still, come on. Yes. I love a teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, do they ever, like, you've, you've set up teleprompters, right? I do it. Do, I've, I've done it. Yes. Yeah, do they, do they ever, do you ever do it like, um. It doesn't do it automatically? No, no, no. But do you ever do it phonetically? Like, um, I don't know what the yes, right word is. Yeah, so yeah. you don't spell it correctly. You I've yeah, told yeah, you. No, no, um, the, spell it how it's pronounced? Um, yes, but generally after. Like a bracket? After, or? after it. Like, okay. Uh, it, it'll be oh. spelled correctly first. Like it'll be debut and then in brackets debut. Well, I mean, not that because you'd presume that the person speaking would under- like, understand know that. How to say that, but yeah. Not telling any secrets, Lavinia. <laughs> <laughs> so is that that's it? That's it. Fantastic. That's it. It's really fucking good. Like, yeah. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm, I'm, I have already added it to my list before this. Yeah. Um, great. But before I go to you, Ben, I wanted to back up a bit. It was. Joshua John Miller that wrote mm. Final Girls, son of Jason Miller, yes, and son of Susan Bernard, who you would know is like a sex kitten from Faster oh, Pussycat oh, Kill yeah. Kill, and oh yeah, yeah, oh. there you go. So just she, wanted to. I wonder if she's got another thing. She's dead. 
Still. <laughs> it's a great OnlyFans, though. <laughs> they all recycle content, Glenn. It'd be fine. <laughs> you just need someone else there to help animate you. <laughs> well, what's your name? Bernard. It's Weekend at Bernard's. Like, so. <laughs> I watched this on, um, on my Samsung TV. They've got, like, Samsung... Like Samsung have a whole bunch of these like private channel like Samsung channels on on there like VOD channels, yeah. and there was this some like sword and sorcery kind of King Arthurian movie with um, uh, Catherine Heigl in it. Yeah, and I can't remember who the guy was. It was like a Prince Valiant. Yeah, yeah, it was a Prince Valiant movie. Like Chris Pine type. Like yeah, something yeah. like that. But he's like he's escorting Catherine Heigl home, and they come up to the he's he gets her to the castle. Where her, her um, uh, like her father's like I don't know, you know, chief kind of advisor is yeah. is waiting for her, and he's standing on the road kind of waving, and she's like, oh, that's blah blah blah, and he's like, and you know, Prince Valiant's like, all right, I'll let you go, uh, I'll see you later, and of course she's distraught because over the course of the movie they've fallen in love, whatever. I I literally only watched five minutes of this, <laughs> but it's pretty obvious what happens. But then it cuts to the guy waving, and he's in a horse. And he's all kind of tied onto the horse, and there's a midget behind him with the sticks connected to his arms, like making him <laughs> <laughs> making him wave. I'm like, this is the greatest. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> and it's like a, it's like an ambush. It's like the. I was like, oh, fuck, I need to. Then you want that to be a movie itself, like that part yeah, to be that the whole part, movie. That's the whole. Fi- yeah. yeah. That's like a it's like a prequel to Weekend at Bernie's. Like that could, like imagine if that was like a hitman movie where that's the, the midget fools the bit to I think it's their wife, but he's actually uh, he's wearing them like a puppet. Oh he's like goodness. Krang in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Krang. All right, step up to the mic, mate. Uh, <laughs> As if you're not already there. <laughs> well, my second movie comes from the year the year is 1998. Uh and stop, I got, stop looking at his notes. No! <laughs> I, was I, was, I was trying to find that woman's name. Uh, what, written on my notes? Like the, one you, the one you didn't know how to pronounce. I was just trying to oh. see if I recognised who it actually oh, was. Oh, okay. Uh, this yeah. one's B1, this one's B2. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it here. There we go. You can see it. Yeah. You can see my note. You can see my my notes are IMDb, but that's how <laughs> that's how well planned I am. Uh, this movie's from nineteen ninety eight. It's called Tracks. T R A double X. Never seen it. This was a, I believe it was a director video film. Most good films are. Which and I watched I watched part of it at a friend's house. It was like, have you seen Tracks? <laughs> and he put it on. I only watched like a small bit. And there's a. Uh, well, first I'll explain the, the plot of the film. <laughs> so Trax is, Trax is like a, a mercenary. One X or two? Who, two X's. Yeah, uh, he's a mercenary who, gonna, who the government, like he's like a government contractor before there was government contractors. Yeah. Where he just goes from war zone to war zone and he is like the most unstoppable kind of killing machine that the army have. Like he's never been shot. He just blows everyone away. And the opening scenes are great. Like he's, you know, they're throwing grenades at him and he's... Just standing there like a like, a, <laughs> like an Adonis, uh, not getting not getting shot. But then uh, once uh, he decides to kind of give it all away because he wants to start a cookie comp- a cookie franchise, that's his dream. It's to run his own cookie sale. The problem is, 
He can't make cookies. He sucks. <laughs> He's like all the flavor combinations he come up comes up with are disgusting. But he likes cookies. All the cookies, like literally everyone he gives one to try, they go, "This tastes like shit." <laughs> Poor bloke. It's, it's horrible. And like slowly, he kind of runs out of money, and he so he needs to get another job to kind of you know keep funding his cookie dreams. <laughs> uh, when he hears a sheriff of a, of a small town on the radio talking about his potential retirement, saying what he needs is a like. He doesn't want he doesn't want a law and order type. He wants a town tamer, someone who can just kick ass, take names, and fuck the law. Like he doesn't know anything about the law, but he understands. He knows about justice. And Trax is like, "Bing, <laughs> that's me." And the town the town is like a like it's it's all brothels. The streets are all filthy. There's you know, old women getting mugged. Let me guess, this guy's going to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> And Robert Darby is the crime boss who who runs the mob in this town. And Trax goes in and he kicks ass. It is it, it's amazing. It's great. Priscilla it's great. Barnes from uh, Three's Company is uh, the mayor of the town. And at first she's she's a bit against Trax, but then uh, when she finally meets him in person, she immediately gets the world's biggest wide on <laughs> and jumps him in the library. <laughs> wide on. You've never heard of a white on? No. Says, um, I, I kind of gathered what it was. Melzi's got one now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the term. Pretty excited by it. Hmm. It's uh, I mean, and, and look, and the, the guy who plays tracks, his name is uh, Shadow Stevens. Sha- Shadow, Shadow Stevens, who like who's done like voiceovers for everything. Like he's and his voice is super iconic, but he's he's, he's fucking great. Um. And it's just like it's nonstop. And then, of course, the because the uh, the regular the regular ne'er do wells can't can't handle tracks, they send for these three brothers who are currently in Mexico, kicking ass and taking names. Who are like the worst th- three people in the world, <laughs> and uh, who are like they're connoisseurs of killing. And so they come back, and they they. <laughs> They're not motivated by money, so Robert Darby says you can do all the raping and killing you want in the town if you come back and take care of uh, of tracks. See, that's what I miss in movies, right? <laughs> like, I thought this was, and when I finally I, look, I, I I don't have the tape. I found I found the movie again on, I think I found it on YouTube, uh, and I didn't realize, but it's a you know De Laurentiis. Amazing. Production, oh, yeah. It's a DEG. It's one of those ones. It's like a like yeah. a little tax write off kind of movie. Yeah, like I'm sure maybe he just acquired it. Like he just yeah. he just released it. But it's uh, cool. It's uh, amazing. it's a bad title, of... but it's a great synopsis. Like a great sounding. It's movie. a fantastic film. I'm, like the yeah, awesome. I can't think of. I don't know. If the, I don't know. If the, like the every you recognize just about everyone in the film, but I look, look at the names and I'm like because they're all from other movies. Names. We don't remember the title of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a direct-to-video gem. Yes. Yeah. But when I looked it up in the video guide, it didn't come out on video in Australia, which is, I'm sure it's just one that, uh, that Adam title? missed. Different title? No, no, no. It's definitely Tracks, because okay. that's how I found it, because yeah, I knew well, the title. brings it, yeah. Um, and, uh, it sounds sci-fi-ish to me. Like Time yeah. Tracks or something like that. Like that's that. because of that, yeah, that Dale yeah. Midcalf TV show, <laughs> yeah. Time Tracks. Dale Midcalf. That was a great. I always thought because I always got time tracks mixed up with Time Cop TV series. You're like, that's totally different. Alrighty, well, but good one. Both about the same thing. I'm just trying to find. That's oh, that's a shit picture. But that's <laughs> <laughs> that, look, isn't he glorious? 
All right, while you two do that, we're going to throw it over to the Vulorium, and um, Jarrett, you're welcome. Good Movie Monday is made possible with the support of people like Vulorium. Vulorium is a streaming platform for rare and obscure movies, and it's absolutely free. They also have a catalogue full of kids' flicks, classic movies, foreign cinema, and more. Visit Vulorium.com today to see what it's all about. Here we go, right. <laughs> Tail end of the show, and because Malzy here, you know what that means, Ben. It's oh, shit, I actually forgot. Trivia time. Am I trivia the only one? Once again, I'm the only one that's prepared and excited. No, I'm pre- yeah, you're the only one that's excited, definitely. <laughs> that's 100%, that's 100% accurate. As, yeah. as usual, I'll go first just to get the ball rolling. So I'll wait till you've got your uh, <clears throat> notes out. And I've got, you mean my, my, my answers? <laughs> I have hacked your computer and I've right. stolen the question. Question number one is, I'm going to give you three names and you can tell me the horror movies that started their careers. So, Renee Zellweger, Brad Pitt, Adam Scott. Uh, Why don't you just do these uh, one at a time? Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whatever it was. Yes. Brad, Five, that's that. Four. Renee Zell- yep. Zellweger. Yeah, yep. Next Generation. Next Generation, that's it. Yep. Um, I, then I, I, I knew that. Brad Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Um... Oh, um, I know this one. It's a school one. Oh. Cutting class? Yes. Oh. Cutting class. Adam Scott. Do you know him? Um, I'm trying to... Uh, everyone knows his face. He was in um, Big Little Lies. He was the yeah. wimpy husband. Party Down and Veronica yeah. Mars. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, in Parks and Rec. He's the... And this uh, is such an unexpected movie yeah, for him no, to be in. Hellraiser 4. Yeah, he's in yeah. the. He's you in would have said Paula Marshall. Or, uh... <laughs> he's in the prequel sequences that take place a hundred or so right. years ago, and he's like the the servant that gets a real taste for blood and starts oh. being very um very sadistic. Yeah, oh. there we go. Malzi, you want to go next? Oh, all right. Um, what type of doll appears to be possessed in the Frighteners, and also inspired Annabelle from the Conjuring slash Annabelle sequel? Has to be Raggedy Ann, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know how that inspired like Annabelle, but I, I know it from yeah. the Frighteners. It was it, so yeah. good in the Frighteners. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ben. All right, my turn. Yep. Right, complete this film title. Incredibly strange creatures who gave up living and gave up living and. Well, I don't know it at all to begin with, but I'm no. going to make it up. Um, gave up living and lived happily ever after. Incorrect. Oh, damn it. I was so close, surely. <laughs> I, I presume. <laughs> it uh, became mixed up zombies. Far out. Wow. It's that like was one a... of the longest movie titles yeah. uh, ever. Next to and, um, and so Don't Be a Menace. I've never actually seen the film. Yeah, I've just... I've... Oh, I don't have I don't have any of that written down. No. I, I didn't realize I was don't. going to be. I didn't realize the questions were going to come back at me. <laughs> the trivia, right. The trivia, the trivia. <laughs> so like whenever, yeah, whenever I've done the trivia for Monster Fest, I'm like, I do not know the answers to any of these. <laughs> All right, my next one. The character of Radu Vladislas is the central vampire from which DTV horror franchise? DTV horror franchise And it's There's four films Technically five films In this franchise Which is a bonus He's a vampire Yeah 
I'm I'm not going to kick myself. When Radu you say this. is what he's known as in the rest of the films. It's just in the first one, it's Radu Vladislas, and then they shortened that to Radu in the rest. Do, 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 do. It's subspecies. Yeah. All right. For a bonus right. question, can you name the spin-off movie from the subspecies franchise? Uh. Do, 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 do. <laughs> we ain't got licensing money for songs. This yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the Vampire Journals. Oh, oh no, I didn't know that. I thought I was going to say the Seed People. Oh, is it Seed People? Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, because it's the same Which company the... and it's a very similar poster. Yeah, yeah totally. Mousy. How many times can a man love a woman? <laughs> How many roads must a man walk down? It's that it's that flip out scene. Mm-hmm. That's times. <laughs> and it gets funnier yeah, every, every single time. time. Yeah. It just keeps getting funnier. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I'll go for the Uh fifty thousand. Six hundred. You're closest. Yeah, it's thirty. One hundred and sixty seven oh. times. Okay. It's a great scene. It that is, is that is my favourite mode of Michael Keaton yeah. is the flip out Michael Keaton. And every yeah. time he does it in any other movie, it's always Beetlejuice that comes out. Always. So always such an iconic such yeah. an iconic yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ben. Uh, Blue Harvest is the working title for which film? Yes. This is famous, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Star Wars? It's close. Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Oh, you are even you closer? <laughs> close? <laughs> closer? Return of the Jedi. Yes. Correct. You threw me because it's usually horror that we, we stick. Yeah. yeah. What's the? Th- well, that's why I thought because I thought no, this episode yeah, has really right. been horror. My very, my very first episode, I was like, that's right. Well, okay. Well, let's look at golden rule. No, moving like forward. <laughs> moving forward. Whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Open <laughs> slather. Yeah. Hey, let's wrap this up. It's been a long one. It's been, you know, and we're, we've run out of uh, whiskey. <laughs> wonder if they can tell. I wonder if you can see where we're just sort of coming down. Because uh, we certainly are. But uh, <laughs> always wait till, the, wait till the videos, my friend. <laughs> yeah, wait till the videos. Always the best when you're on the desk. That doesn't sound good, does it? No. <laughs> we love having you here. <laughs> And there's a visual element to what Melzi's giving back right now. Got my notes on the desk. It's always great to have you here. Thanks. And it's always great to be here. I say it all the time. It does, and I say this every every time, but you should be here every week. Like the open invitation is there. I know it's impossible, I but be. but <laughs> no. no, thank you. We get a bit we get a bit silly when you're here, and the next time you're on, it is just you and I. Oh. Because wow. Ben will be Let's um. Reserve all judgments until then. Ben will be we? neck deep in Monster Fest by then, so that's. I believe up. I will. Alrighty, but maybe you can just um, pre-record us a little something. I don't know. <laughs> Lord knows I have zero responsibilities <laughs> on the day. <laughs> hey, next week we're talking about action movies that people may never have heard of. It's a it's a it's a loose theme that we can interpret whichever way we want. But we have a special guest, Richard Hughes, who's the director of a movie called The Enforcer. So it's a, an interview with him. And it's fucking, I've already recorded it. It is hilarious. It's really funny. Well worth sticking around for next week. So uh, start putting your thinking cap on for next week's movies, mate. Because um, that's coming up. 
Thanks to the team. Please go and support their work. They are Jarrett Gunn, Guillermo Troncoso, Joe Lewis, Chad Jennings, and James Thomas, the last three of which are from the Bonehead Weekly Podcast. Also, thank you to Chloe, who you can see alongside myself Wednesday nights from 10.30 on Facebook and YouTube. That's our up late show. And to sign off, I'm going for a, I'm going for a song that's from the Freaky soundtrack. So it's Yay! inspired by the Boneheads. It's actually Dua Lipa with a song called Physical. Um, so it's a bit of fun. Is it a cover of the Olivia Newton-John banger? It's not. Banger? It's not. Uh, it's a she-hulk dancer. <laughs> I don't know. This is a podcast. I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week. Bye. When I got you next to me to me all night